and welcome to Devotions on the Psalms, Israel's Songbook, a podcast by Christ Lutheran Church in Brea, California. Hello, welcome to the Psalm Devotional. This is Pastor Eric, and we are on Psalm 84. So I'm really excited to share this psalm with all of you because it's a psalm that Many of us know some of the words from. Uh, Some of the words of this psalm show up in many praise songs and some hymns. So we're going to be looking at that. Um, But as always, before we dive in, let's first say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. We pray that as we read your word today, it would change us, that you'd open our hearts and our minds, that you would give us humility and wisdom and peace. Lord, remind us in the chaos that you are our hope and that we will dwell with you forever through your Son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. All right, so Psalm 84, a pretty special psalm, a psalm of incredible comfort, and a psalm with many beautiful pictures and phrases. So let's get right into it. This is a psalm of the sons of Korah. uh, And the sons of Korah, remember, Korah, the tribe, is kind of a, it's not a tribe, sorry, but the sons of Aaron, one of the sons of Aaron is Korah, and some of his sons were a special type of priests, basically. So this is from that group. To the choir master, according to the Gittith, a psalm of the sons of Korah. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrows find a home, and even the swallows a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise, Selah. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the highways to Zion. They may go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. The Lord of hosts hears my prayer, O give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah. Behold our shield, O God, look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in your house, in the house of my God, than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield, and the Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. All right, so that's a pretty wonderful little psalm. And there's a couple phrases that maybe you think or spark some uh, memory with you. So the first one is, my soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. Um, Yeah, so often we get this longing um, and this deep desire and I want you to just imagine, what are some of the times in your life where you felt these, these deep moments of desire? A lot of us feel this when we see incredible beauty, whether it's a sunset or mountains or majesty or, or even great buildings or architecture or things like that where we get this breathlessness. And sometimes it's even this longing. And that we know that there's something better. We know that there's something just out of reach that we can't get to. Um, and I think that's part of what the author is describing here, that our souls long for that something more. Um, We long for that day when Jesus comes back and everything's restored and everything's perfect and that piece of us that feels like it's missing, that's finally and perfectly going to be fulfilled. 
As people have said before, each one of us has a God-shaped hole in our heart, and we try to fill it with all these different things. And sometimes we can kind of numb the pain or numb the need with other things. But ultimately, that hole is still there, and we still have that desire that we even faint for. And this author reminds us the desire is to be in the courts of the Lord. And I love this little image, this next image of a sparrow and a swallow. Remember, another time that we see a sparrow in Scripture is with Jesus, right? Where he says, hey, consider the sparrows. Listen, they neither sow nor reap, and yet God takes care of them all. In the same way, this author is saying, hey, God provides for the swallow and the sparrow, and he provides for us too. And where do we lay our head? Where do we find rest? Well, we find it in the house of the Lord, where we can sing his praise. And this house of the Lord is kind of two different things. At this point, there is a temple in Jerusalem. It's not just a tabernacle, which remember was a really fancy tent, but actually a building, this temple. And that's in one way, that's the house of the Lord, right? So the temple is the house of the Lord. But it's also being where God is. That's being in the house of the Lord. And so this is important for us to remember as people of the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, where was the clearest place that you could be with God? It was in the temple, because that's where God promised that he would be. He was in the temple. But then when Jesus came to the earth, what did Jesus say? He said, there's something greater than the temple, me, because I am God incarnate, flesh, made God, made flesh dwelling among you. So God was present in Jesus in a greater way than he'd been present in the temple. And now Jesus died and resurrected again, ascended into heaven. He still promises places where God is found. And where is that? Well, one, in his word. God can be found in his word. Two, in the sacraments where God promises, here I am, my body and my blood, there I am. And also with the communion of the saints where one or two are gathered, there I am also. And then also in that full and perfect way when he comes back. So we can say this, meaning all those things. Blessed are those who dwell in the house of the Lord, ever singing your praises. It's those who dwell with God. They are blessed. Uh, There they find peace. And there's another wonderful little uh, phrase, this next verse. Um, The author speaks about something called the Valley of Baca. And we don't exactly know what that means. No one's sure if that's a real place or it's figurative because it means the Valley of Tears. And so certainly that would make sense that this may be allegorical. You may be saying like the Valley of Death, like it says in Psalm 23, that even though they go through there, what do they find? They find places of springs, which remember in Israel, that's a pretty big deal if you can find springs because Israel's so often a dry place. Early rain also covers it with pools. So places that would be sad and hard, God provides for them still because they dwell with the Lord. They go from strength to strength, it says in verse 7. Each one appears before God in Zion. And so it's saying, boy, when you dwell in the house of the Lord, that is when you're connected with God, you can go through those trials, but you're connected with the one who gives life and gives strength. And you will go from strength to strength. And here's the part that's really so beautiful. And I know it's one that a lot of people find comfort in. This is verse 10. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. So this is that beautiful thing. 
God, the perfection, the peace, the wonderful things that he gives, nothing else compares to it. And when you dwell with God, you're in a better place than any other place on earth could possibly be. After all, God is the source of life and all goodness. So if you're anywhere without God, you've cut yourself off from all life and goodness. Something I say to those, to any who reject God, they're rejecting the Lord of life. What's the only thing left for them? The only thing left for them is death, sadly. And so that's why even if you're the lowest person in the kingdom of heaven, you're, you're better than anyone's ever been possibly on earth. Jesus even says the same thing when he's praising John the Baptist, saying, hey, John the Baptist is an amazing person. And in fact, he is greater than any other person who's ever been born. Any other person who's not God, obviously. But he's better than any other person who's ever been born. But, Jesus says, he is still less than the least in the kingdom of heaven. And that's saying, boy, to be a doorkeeper with the house of the Lord is to live a better more wonderful, rich life than the richest kings on earth than anyone else could ever be. And that's why when people get really uh, worked up about, well, what what level am I going to be at in heaven? How high up am I going to be? Um, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, wait, wait, calm down. It doesn't matter if you're the least in the kingdom of heaven because it's going to be so much better than it could possibly be now. And that's the beautiful promise is that, yeah, we're messed up. We're screwed up. We, we do terrible things. We don't deserve to be the, in the kingdom of heaven. And who knows, very well, you could be the least in the kingdom of heaven. But you know what? It's going to be better than anything else could possibly be. And the Lord's goodness is infinitely, infinitely exceeds any other goodness on this earth. So we need to point our hearts to that. Jesus says a beautiful thing. He says, What does it benefit someone if they gain the whole world, yet they forfeit their soul? Basically, it's saying you could get all that other stuff if you don't have your soul in the right place, if you don't have your soul connected with the Lord of life. The rest of it doesn't really matter. And so my prayer is that each one of us can find comfort in this, that we rest in the house of the Lord. And that means, in one sense, in worship together with each other in that house of the Lord, receiving um, the promise of Jesus himself through his sacrament of his body and his blood, receiving his word, which he promises to speak through and to be in, and ultimately looking forward to that day when we are in the house of the Lord in that real and perfect sense, where everything will be set right, where the only political system will be Jesus will be king And he will be the perfect king who provides for us everything we need. And we no longer will have sin or pain or death anymore. And we won't grieve or mourn anymore. And everything will be set right. And boy, one day there is better than a thousand anywhere else. Thankfully, we're not there just a day. Through Jesus Christ. We'll be there for eternity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the comfort that your word gives. Lord, remind us that when our souls faint looking forward to better things, when we feel like this world is not enough, we remember that you are the one who is enough. Lord, help us set our sights on that future when you will return and set everything right. Give us hope in the meantime and strength to do the task that you've given us to that day. Lord, we look forward to that day and trust that through you, everything will be okay. We pray this in your precious son, Jesus' name. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, 
Have a wonderful rest of your day. God's peace. Thank you for joining us. As a reminder, follow Christ Bray on all social media outlets. Visit ChristBray.org.